like I've been awake for days Watching film starring Nicolas Cage Could be shit or it could be fun Valley girl face off an army of one Deadful Cornell, Lord of War The Wicker Man, trespassing so many more Know how it starts, I don't know how it ends The first ten are solo, then it's me and some friends No distractions, no expectations Over the weeks, hear my frustrations I guess the podcast is about to begin I'm your host Petra Placilavis and I'm caged in Hello, and today I am joined by James Hunt of Murder House the band, not like just a house where murder goes on. This isn't <laughs> fucking American Horror Story. And the sort of ghostly podcast. How are you today, my man? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for, le- thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries. Today we are going to look at the Ridley Scott directed 2003 film Matchstick Men. Starring Nicolas Cage. I think Sam Rockwell's in there. And some girl who looks vaguely like Dakota Fanning, I think. I don't know. You know, like... Do you know, do you know, I don't know any of them, except for Nicolas Cage. Oh, well, well, there we go. (laughs) So, um, have you seen this film before, James? That is a question I always ask my guests. No. I I think that I only watch Nicolas Cage films when I'm here. So only (laughs) one other time. (laughs) Well, that is, uh, like, I'm glad I can bring this into your life, this, like, demented, (laughs) disgusting man that is Nicolas Cage. Um, And, like... Yeah, it's good to have a guest on because, like, I've been going a bit loopy. I can doing, imagine. Yeah, uh, solo. I'm just fucking like, I don't know what day of the week it is, like, where I am. Sometimes you look in the mirror and it's just Nicolas Cage looking back at you. Yeah, yeah I sometimes think I, I have walked into face-off and like, <laughs> something has happened without my uh, without my consent. Um, so, yeah, I haven't seen this film either and... Uh, I don't, know, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. Ridley Scott gives me like... I want, a, yeah, but I want to do another prediction. Like, people probably hate on me for saying this, and I'm probably <laughs> banned up from the podcast afterwards. But how many good films has Ridley Scott actually made? Like, there's Alien, there's Blade, the original Blade Runner, yeah, yeah. and then Gladiator, I guess. But then you watch other films, and they're really bad, and he came back to save Alien, and they were awful, and... I don't know. I think, like, this might be another... I feel like as I've got older, I've realised that Ridley Scott, is, he's all right, but... Yeah, he's kind of like, I don't know... He's uh, a name, but I don't know. It's, like, a James lot, yeah, it's like the better. things that ba- bands have. Like, yeah. they, they they come out, out of the gate really strong, and then it's like, oh, they're fucking shit. That like, fifth album? Yeah. God, give up. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you've got to give, like, I'd say Ridley Scott... He's done, like, not some great as in, like, film-wise, but just his turnover of recent has been, like, pretty remarkable, considering yeah. he's like 80 or something like yeah. that now. And, like, obviously, like, a champion for, like, women in cinema and the fact that, or, like, just, like, putting down sexual abusers yeah, and stuff that's like true. that. And, like, managed to turn around uh, all the money in the world in, like, six weeks, even recasting, like... Kevin Spacey with like Christopher Plummer. Oh was, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, like like and like already has his next film lined up. Like so, as much as yeah, there has been some dog shit he has put out there. Like bar a few exceptions, Gladiator probably in the last great triumph. Yeah, um, one of his, and then obviously yeah, look, you got a, I don't know. It's a little hats off to him for just for just being out there, giving it a go. <laughs> At least you know he's doing I mean? it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what have <laughs> I ever done? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't made Blade Runner. Yeah, so I was, exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Like, what, what, like, what have I... I always have this thing, like, um, 
always mock my brother because he's like, uh, he's 32. Yeah. I always say to him, like, Jesus died at 32. What the fuck have you achieved in your life? <laughs> I didn't know he died. That's another age to, like, compare myself to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and always, like, find out, like, famous, he's, like, well into football, and I'm, like, find out their, like, when they retired, yeah, like, what they had done by certain ages, and like use it as a benchmark for him. So I'm like, David Beckham retired at this age. You ain't got long left. You better start doing something with your life. Yeah, I always think that of wrestlers. <laughs> so we're gonna, um, yeah, we're gonna get to it. We're gonna turn them lights down low. We're gonna cuddle up on the sofa. James nice. doesn't know any of this. He's looking at me very worried. Uh, and we're gonna. Take Petros notes. hasn't got any clothes on right now. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I thought that would have been. You, get, you, get, you gave me a a wink, I think earlier, or something in your eye. I'm not sure, but we're gonna get raging with a cage. Boy, oh boy, oh boy! What a, what a long con that was. Uh, James, did you enjoy Matchstick Men? I was surprised that I. I guess I, like, 50% enjoyed it. I was surprised that I, like, 50% enjoyed it. I think, like, the reason you may say 50% is because it felt like two films. It felt really long. Yeah, melded together as well. Like, yeah. It was kind of this, um, as a brief synopsis of the film, it's kind of like, just, just like, nuts and bolts for it for you guys before we go to the deep dive of what the fuck happens. It's kind of a bit like... Um, a, like father son uh, father daughter drama yeah tacked on with a kind of budget oceans 11 almost. yeah and um with a bit of like surrealism as well yeah and it had like it had that real it was like vanilla it had a, one bit on it that we'll get to really reminded me of like vanilla sky every minute reason. like um when you stopped to check the consistency of the cigarette, which we'll probably talk about later when it kept cutting. <laughs> he was smoking, long story short, he kept smoking a cigarette. Well, he was smoking a cigarette. It kept cutting to different, like, like different angles, and the cigarette just kept getting longer and shorter, longer and shorter. And I just assumed, because I felt, I kind of had no idea where this film was going to go, <laughs> that maybe the cigarette started twisting around and started going surreal, because... So many times I was like, is this real life with the film? <laughs> I think that was just really bad continuity. Yeah, <laughs> I, every now and again, I kind of thought it was going to go down like a fight club. Like, sort of way, when you asked what is a colleague, well, partner's name, I was like, oh, do you think it could be like a Tyler Durden sort of thing? But um, yeah, it was it was an interesting film. Yeah, it had a weird like 60... Like, it felt to me like they were going for a very like sixties kind of crime caper with it, and it's just. Yeah, like... It was kind of like we'll probably get to this at the end, but like it was kind of like a really bad Hitchcock movie altogether. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely go with that. Um, so let's get into what the fuck happens. <laughs> that, that 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 unofficial like um, segment of the show that it just seems every episode I always say. What the fuck? What happened? the fuck yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it starts off, and like the first thing I noticed was like the real like wacky font that seemed to have zeros instead of O's. Yeah, and I straight away i I couldn't think of the brothers who made the made the films, but I wrote brothers that made Fargo intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Like, I really felt, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of them. It was bugging me. The whole film I wrote, kept writing Fargo films. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
And then we get introduced to Roy, who is Nicolas Cage's character, and we see instantly that he has OCD and ticks, like he has to close the door three times yeah. and count in Spanish and like has a real long shoehorn to get his shoes. It was on. like every um it felt like he was the entire spectrum of uh, OCD and like he he started like yeah like he had ticks and stuff yeah like, he definitely had Tourette's at one point as well. Let's just yeah they were like let's just throw, like, let's really ram it home. He just has every yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was like OCD on cocaine. <laughs> I think that is just Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah. They, the one thing I will say is this was brilliant casting. If you can find anyone to kind of play this wacky weird. OCD yeah, nutter. just the way he started pronouncing some words when he was having a breakdown was amazing. Um, and then we see his morning routine, and then we're introduced to his partner, Frank, who is on the phone, wheeling and dealing. You kind of gather very quickly that they're running some type of con. It's like... I thought he just worked in sales. Because <laughs> I wrote, I've worked with this guy. Because I definitely, um, when I used to work at... Uh, sales job there was one guy who had one of those like i swear he must like he had one of those like i'm doing the hand signal right now to look like the like the 90s sort of like microphone attached to your face sort of like britney spears had and like he would just pace up and down swinging his keys around as he done the sale (laughs) like yeah it really brought me back to those bad times um but they like they have this con going where they're like saying to someone they've won a competition, all they have to do is buy this ridiculous like, water filter that costs $50 for like $500 or something like that. And then straight away, like having just spoken to the lady on the phone, they turn up at her house yeah. pretending to be like trading standards officers. And I just felt... I didn't understand the whole, f- the whole thing. I just didn't understand it. Yeah, like, well... The thing I didn't understand was she has literally just spoken to these. They did not like put on any accents or anything like that. Yeah. She just spoken to them on the phone. And then when they're in front of her, she is like, oh yeah, there's two completely different guys. And it's like, mm, like I don't know. I know, uh, I know she's obviously distraught. Imagine they play off the thing that should be distraught. Yeah. Obviously she's like, you've been conned. But I think. Also, it was only $700. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Like, they had <laughs> outfits. Like, they're two people. That's like... That's fucking hundred... Like, I can't do maths. 350 quid each. Yeah, but you think about each. if you do that once or twice a day... I don't like, know. It looked like they did it once. Days, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just saw the morning. But they had like... A, they, I don't know. Just like... That's... That's a long time. That's a lot. Like, they had outfits and everything just yeah, for yeah. that money. But yeah, the best bit was when uh, the wife opened the door and then Terminator 2 scene happened when like the fire, when like the whole school park sets on fire, <laughs> basically it like uh, sets off Roy into this like spasm because he doesn't, apparently doesn't like sunlight and the whole film starts twitching out, it becomes very sinister and surreal. Yeah, and like um, his thing is like... He thinks he's agoraphobic. Yeah. So, like, he's like, oh, oh, they left the door open. It's one of one of his many ticks. And um, we see him go home. He goes to the supermarket. He buys, like, 20 cans of tuna, eight packs of cigarettes. Um, I wrote down in my notes here that his 
has he got the diet of like a cat? Like, <laughs> he just like single cat, like no nothing else, no like greenery, anything. Just tinned tuna, like fucking John West's special. Like I felt like I feel bad because um, this whole film, I felt like I was constantly trying to call him out on his OCD because <laughs> like. Cigarettes are fucking one of the most they're fucking dirty. The whole concept of smoking is pretty filthy, and he's terrified of being dirty and gross, yeah, well, which was that, confusing. That and like, I thought very early on that like, surely being a con man is possibly the worst job. Like, because there's no routine. Yeah. Like so much, like so much of it is down to chance, and things could just turn on a dime. Like you don't know what's going to happen next. Surely, just like having a nine to five office job would be the perfect thing for like OCD. It's office you, as well. Fucking gross. Yeah. Like it was really gross. Like, do you know what I mean? Nine to five. You drive to work. You sit there for eight hours. You go home. You know what's happening. Like working in a cubicle. In this, something could happen at any moment. But. So. But. Saying that, it definitely leads to the ending. Oh, yeah. Definitely. There's um, clarity on that, but we won't get there yet. Um, also, I've written whack job in capital letters. I think he shouted that at one point <laughs> in that scene. Um, he has got, like, these OCD pills that he is taking, and um, in this next scene, we see him knock them down the food disposal unit, and... You could see that coming a mile. Yeah, off. like it was fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah, it was like uh, you know when you watch a film that was meant to be in three D, but you don't watch it in three D, and like the, those bits just stand out yeah, like yeah, in yeah, your yeah. face. <laughs> that jar by the garbage disposal was that. Um, and then he just freaks out because like he can't. He's like, fuck don't know what to do now. So he does what any rational person would do. He just cleans his house <laughs> top to bottom. Um, that I thought that, like, during that time, his uh, partner keeps ringing him up, which the whole time I was like, why does he just come over? Why does he just come over? And he eventually does. And yeah. I wrote, he came over the next day. And then you find out, like, two minutes later, it was a week. <laughs> <laughs> like, I no, it showed no like there wasn't a like a sun going down a moon like sunrise and moon coming out there was no like there was no ideas given about like time or day changing there was but no then classic, he just like clock turning yeah there was the wall, nothing like... he just did loads of cleaning like his house is pretty clean anyway so like it was definitely like seemed like a day yeah definitely that was like an afternoon but, but it was a week yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I definitely didn't pick up on that. <laughs> but when he comes round, he notices, like, fuck, you're fucked, man. Like, what's happened to your pills? And he's like, well, I knocked them down the food disposal unit. And he's like, my guy who I used to get the pills from has moved out of town because he was taking, like, illegal pills. And yeah. then Frank tells him to go to a psychiatrist, doesn't he? Like a therapist. Like, yeah. Obviously, this guy will sort you out. Sort does he tell him, or does he just go off his own back? No, he tells him to go, and the guy, and he, yeah, to go get the pills. But also, when that scene ended, I noticed that every scene, when every scene in this movie ends, it's like it's made on a Windows ninety five computer because it does like just Screen the scene, swipes. yeah, swipes or like flips away. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I feel like 
they do stuff like that in like they did it in Star, Star Wars. Wars, but that has like a kind of like it's because it's been like it since kitsch. yeah, 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 yeah since yeah. the first one. Because I remember like when I watched it like. A f- I think I was watching, like, uh, the prequels, so I was going to rinse them anyway. Yeah. And that was one of the things I picked up on. And then my, like, fucking Star Wars nerd mate who has tattoos everywhere of Star Wars <laughs> was like, actually, it's been like that since the beginning. So, <laughs> In all right. the 70s, it all was right. cutting edge. <laughs> all right, nerd. <laughs> yeah. um, so the psychiatrist, like, talks to him and... A really good, like, asks, yeah, a really good therapist, psychiatrist, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, he's like trying to get to the bottom of like what he needs and ask him like like when was your last relationship and then finds out that he could have a daughter and maybe that is like the the stem to him like going out of control and developing all these tics. got it really quickly yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he got he to was... the point and then Nicolas Cage was like yeah boy it might be that <laughs> <laughs> and then like I was a bit suspicious of this guy because straight away um, Roy is like, can you do me a favour? Can you bring my ex-wife for me? Yeah, and the guy was into it. Yeah, he was into it very quickly. There wasn't like a lot of persuading that needed to be done. Um, Have you ever seen the movie What About Bob? No. Bill Murray film. (laughs) And yeah, it really reminded me of this film kind of, but it's better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the therapist calls and finds out that Roy has a daughter. And he's going to meet her. Oh, the twist was, though, he presumed it was a boy. He thought he had a son. But, yeah, that was <laughs> that was like a, a little twist. Um, and then we get Roy sat outside a playground. Yeah. Smoking Really cigs. fucking like creepy. I read Nicolas Cage smoking cigs and twitching in a park is horrifying. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Cage continuously is smoking and it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's both my notes. The Siggy Lemps, this is the scene we were talking about earlier, where just the continuity is all over the fucking place. Yeah. Like, it will cut to a cigarette being at the butt, and then, again, again, so many how, long, how long was he in that car? As we've already established, the passing of time is not, like, shown. But is also... It supposed to be, are they supposed to be individual cigarettes each time? Each cut is, like, who's there for fucking the, the weather never changes. It doesn't get, like nighttime or anything again it was just loads of like it gets more like this later but there were just so many cuts for no reason yeah. that it was making me feel uncomfortable <laughs> and i was like oh it's because he's got like a twitch and stuff it's meant to make me feel like i have a twitch i don't know i kind of got a bit lynching on it um and then like he eventually after just staring at any 14 year old girl yeah and like waving at them like like the time it the time he was there, I'm surprised he was not like fucking arrested or like at least questioned or beaten up by a concerned parent. Yeah. But eventually finds his daughter. Um and then what do you do with your fourteen year old daughter you haven't seen in years? Just push her on the swings for a bit, like a real fucking Oh yeah. Freak. I yeah. forgot about that bit. And then it's like, I need to get out of the sun. The sun just outside. Can we go get something to eat? Yeah, start doing that surreal, like, um, more cutting and twitching and, like, like the screen did, not yeah, Nicolas yeah, yeah. Cage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, I found their relationship very, very weird. It was kind I of I thought like, you fancy that. Yeah, it was like they were going, like, I've written every time they go out as, like, it's like a date. Yeah. Like, it just felt like the dynamic of a date not so much like a father I think it was daughter. like the way he was sat and stuff like I feel like 
I've seen movies where a, a dad gives a kid a hamburger or whatever, and it and it was it was just very bizarre. He was just watching her eat. She was smiling at him. At, she was like, "Oh, you're staring," and then she loved it. It was very. There was like some. Not much of a sexual tension, but there was, like, oh, it was something bu- it there. Was bubbling under the yeah. surface. Yeah, I felt like every now and again in the film, it was kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Roy and Frank are, like, planning a long Oh, he con. kisses her. Yes. Yeah, I wrote that awkward kiss. He, like, goes to kiss her on the lips, and on they both don't know where to go. Yeah, that is... Uh, fucking horrible <laughs> yeah it was pretty gross and it's Nicolas Cage as well so um, yeah Roy and Frank have got this like long con going on which we'll get into the details of a bit later at the moment at the moment it's quite unclear in the film what they're actually doing but he goes to which a- kind of makes the long con um, I feel like the, like they're, they're thinking about doing it they're thinking about doing this long con yeah but when you find out what the long con, it, con, it, con is, <laughs> it has a time limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, they it shouldn't have they shouldn't have had that much of a time to do, like time frame to like actually pull this off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it doesn't make sense. They meet up in a sh- like um yeah they, he goes to a safety deposit box and he gets out some dollars and he gets out some uh, pounds. Yeah. Which, the £50 notes, which were, like, as, obviously, like, someone who has grown up in, like, in Britain, like, my whole life, they looked fucking terrible. They looked so, so So what's the fake money? The Queen had a (laughs) moustache. It was that bad. Um, And then we get on to daughter date number two. She just turns up at his house out of the blue. He was probably thinking, oi, oi, bit of of booty call here. Yeah. Uh, And he says, like, well, I've got to go out. I've got to meet Frank for something. And he's telling her he's, like, he's an antiques dealer. And he's like, you stay here. You just sit on the sofa. I've got, yeah, I've got to go do some stuff. And he goes to a strip club. And it's kind of intercut between him at the strip club and her just nosing about his flat yeah like, um also strip club gross can't believe someone with ocd would like going there either yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the body fluid yeah yeah the, it's a pretty the nasty place of it. Yeah. like they could they could have pulled it off by him just being like i don't want to go there but you gotta and then it could just be a bit twitchy in it i don't know i could have made that work well yeah i think like the thing is it's like he seems at peace a lot of the time when he yeah. is running the cons. It's when his mind is left to wander yeah, that's true. on its own. He is kind of like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Um, and then at the strip he club, it. he meets up with Frank and they're keeping the personas of Bob and Artie. And their thing is to lure in a guy that Frank has been talking to uh, in a kind of um, like money exchange con like that well the the mark believes that they are going to like illegally exchange money yeah he gives them like an x amount of us dollars they get he gets the pound sterling and then changes it up into uh, us dollars and makes a bit of money on top because uh roy's character that he's playing 
just can't do it because he works for a bank or something like that. Yeah. Some type of skimming going on. Um, this film is pretty bad. At, like, I'm not saying Explaining like, I, need, the con. I need stuff to be spoon fed to me, but I find in a lot of other films they have very like sleek and like clever ways of like. Explaining the cons, do you know what I mean? Like, just a cutscene, yeah, just like, like, a, like an operation, like a voice. Like I know it's lazy, but like a voiceover sequence, do you know what I mean? Like really breaking it down to, or like they tried like, to do it later with um, when he's teaching his daughter and stuff, yeah. but they gave up really quickly. I like, I really like the like, um, even like, have you ever seen the Big Short? Like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like even something like that to camera like explaining it would have made this film just like i don't know a bit more exciting i had to like, ask you what the even the yeah, con was exactly. i just didn't and, understand and even it. i didn't know what the fuck was going on and i kind on. of st- like so it's they're doing that to just cancel out the exchange rate is that it yeah but obviously but where's he going as well because he's using fucking pound like pound like pound no, sterling no, no, but like They've given him. So he's, <laughs> I thought he was just going on holiday and he wanted to save a bit of money. No, no, no. He's given them. He's given them say five thousand dollars, and yeah. then the pound equivalent they've given him equates to more than five thousand dollars. Okay. Um. So he thinks. Obviously, he thinks he is like making a profit and then obviously their plan is for him to then want to do more which obviously leads on to what eventually happened where the con really has the sting in the tail at the end also i think i don't understand the end now <laughs> okay okay well we'll get to that just we get to that just talking about the con is like wait what's the point in that bit <laughs> um and, uh, yeah, on his way home, Roy goes to, like, his favourite supermarket and, like... Oh, yeah, I wonder why they, that's his yeah, favourite. They fucking, like... It might as well be in neon flashing lights that he has got a thing for the cashier because, like, every time he's in there, he's always to the same woman and he's, like, giving her, like, weird glances and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Buy more fags and tuna? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Like, that's impressing her. Yeah, like, exactly. I would, like, okay, I've got a diet, a diet of cigarettes and tuna. I fancy that checkout check girl. I'm going to go somewhere else, and maybe I'll stare at her from far away. <laughs> like, not going to, like, admit that. She's just thinking, oh, is that guy that weird the Twitch yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> who keeps buying ziggies and tuna? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> When he exits... And now now he's got ice cream. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, like, she seems confused. She's like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Like, uh, and he's like, immediately, it's not for me. It's not for me. Like, you know my diet is ciggies and tuna. Yeah, oh, yeah, basically, before he left to do the job, his um, daughter, Amanda, what was her name? (laughs) Angela. Angela. Such a horrible name for a child. One thing, I'm a massive fan of ice cream. I just want to know why Ben and Jerry's don't do those size tubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking massive. It was $12, though. Yeah, it, was like, it looked like a KFC bucket. Yeah, it was pretty big. <laughs> it was a flavour I'd never heard of as well. Like, New York fudge, fudge yeah, yeah, yeah. city or something. <laughs> New, <laughs> New York, York fudge, fudge town. And he was like... But, like, also, yeah, shit, totally skipping over a bit. Um, Before he does the cons and he's just trying to be a dad, he's just the biggest dork ever. 
he's like an absolute nerd. Like he's just trying to be, trying to ha- like communicate with his daughter. He ha- doesn't have a TV. She thinks that sucks. And like he just is so yeah. That, I think that brings out like the tension between them because he just acts like Screech from Saved by the Bell, <laughs> like when they're together. And like yeah, like when she asked for ice cream, she said fudge. He was like oh oh chocolate. Oh oh, oh okay chocolate. <laughs> and then he he knew, but he knew exactly what fucking ice cream to get. Yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> and then like. We get like yeah, when he leaves that supermarket as well, the car park looks Oh like it's terrifying! <laughs> yeah, it looks like a fucking zombie <laughs> apocalypse is just on the horizon. That's what I mean, like I never knew where this film was going because there was some weird like tension and like drama like everywhere. Like him just being in the car park was so sinister. <laughs> and also just before he just before he left she was like, oh, have you got children around your house? And he was like, (laughs) (laughs) so suspicious. Um, And then we just kind of get like him the next morning, like Frank comes around to say hello and he's like, get the fuck out. Like, I've I've got a girl in there who's definitely underage. Yeah. Makes himself even look more like a creep. Uh, And then he kind of, again, has more like date time with his daughter. Um, and they're just kind of like making spaghetti. Looks like he looks like he's loosening up, and then yeah. like just cooks her the blandest fucking meal, which is spaghetti. But like she was there the whole fucking loose. time. Did she not know? Yeah, yeah. It's not until yeah she's watching him. It's not until he plates up. She goes, "Oh, where's the sauce?" Also, and then they get pizza, um, and then we get a moment. They of... played Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. felt like every time I. Someone's bonding with their, like, son or daughter they haven't seen in a long time and they're cooking Frank Sinatra plays. I feel like that happens a lot. Well, it's like, that's what made this film feel like it was kind of, like, invoking a lot of those, like, 60s capers. I guess that's probably what they were trying to, like, very heavily imply with those wacky cuts. It kind of felt like Big Daddy as well. Like, like, Ad, like an Adam Sandler even film. with Dad. Yeah. In, like, the Macaulay Culkin, Ted Danson. <laughs> oh, that sounds Carver. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen Getting Even With Dad, fucking check that one that out. That sounds it's, good. Uh, Ted Danson with a ponytail and oh, Macaulay nice. Culkin. It's like the spiritual sequel to the first two Home Alone films. <laughs> Just a complete tosser. <laughs> <laughs> He's like... <laughs> um, also, he smokes... Whilst eating so much and it makes me want to die every time I see it. Like, it's horrible. As a smoker myself, I was fucking like clucking throughout this. I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind a cigarette. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Um, but I have the manners to like go outside and like, or like, do you know what I mean? Like, wait until after a meal to have a cigarette. Like, fucking calm yourself. I'm just right. around his fucking kid. He's yeah. trying to like set a good example. Ash, ashen in the pasta. Also, he's really fussy about his carpet and his carpet's savage. It's well, like an office is, carpet. He's is, always complaining when someone's got shoes on the carpet. The thing is, like, if that is an issue for you, just don't have carpet. Yeah. The rest of the flat is like a laminate flooring. Yeah. Or, like, do you know what I mean? Like tiled or something like that. Just fucking have Must it all. stink of smoke as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Discoloured. <laughs> so many issues. But yeah. this isn't the, this isn't the uh, <laughs> How Clean Is My House podcast. But he, yeah, he did have a lot of cleaning products as well. All full. Um, we get a little cameo from uh, Marco Kyris, uh, who was Nicolas Cage's stand-up oh, yeah. for 
10 years he plays the pizza guy uh i thought that's really cool um because obviously after the past uh past the gate they get a dominoes in because that's what Classic. you do yeah that's what you do when you're a dad trying to impress a 14 year old girl um, <laughs> <laughs> um there's a lot of like cinema junk food being like shown in this movie definitely um Next, we get a con meeting. Uh, the mark has taken the bait, and um, Roy takes Frank to meet Angela. But when they arrive, she is not there. Yeah, and like I wasn't sure whether. Like, oh, it's because um, when they do the con, they talk about his daughter loads. That's how yeah, they bond. Yeah. And. Um, Roy, Roy, whilst waiting for Angela to get back, plays solitaire and like, I don't know, even like, so I just kept thinking like, who does that? And have you ever tried to play solitaire in real life on like, a laptop? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that is my point because all you have to do to restart that game is just go up to the the menu bar, yeah. get that little drop down menu, and like start again. Doing it like, by, like in the physical world, <laughs> takes so fucking long yeah, to look, set up. Why, else, why isn't he working today? I don't know. Yeah, like, well, like that's what. Like, I, that's I what I mean. Like, they're doing these little schemes for like seven hundred dollars. So they got this big one coming up. There's still no money in the middle. They're not making any money. They're wasting a lot of time. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't like, understand their How business. long is this con going to go on? Why for? aren't they? Yeah, why aren't they just doing all these other ones on the side still? Um. So she comes home, and he has these like desperate attempts to try and like punish a child, which are just fucking insane. He just kind of goes doolally and like yeah. I don't know some of the stuff he comes out with. He's like. He calls, oh, I can't remember, he calls her a liar, but he calls her, like, a diddly daddy or something. Yeah, like, it was, diddly like, liar, liar, pants on Yeah, it's, that's what I mean, he's, like, turns into a super <laughs> nerd again. <laughs> but, like, um, she tries to leave, like, it's very melodramatic. She's yeah, like, well, crying. Shit, she done. cries constantly. He persuades her to stay, and she's, like, trying to, like, she's like, well... You're just like all the other guys my mom's gone out with. At least they're honest about their yeah. job. And, like, she, like, she's very, like, I don't know why, like, I'm not going to lie to you. When I was younger, like, not that I don't care what my parents, but, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there are more important things. Like, I, I wouldn't be like, oh, what do you, what do, you do for work, Dad? Like, yeah. I'd just be more like... I don't understand why she wants to be there in the first place. Like, the scene when she was, like... When he was in the strip club and she was just hanging out the house. She looked so bored. And there's a bit in the movie, I think we might have missed and not got to, when she says she has to stay there from Thursday to Monday. So, what are you going to fucking do? There's no TV... And, like, you don't, like, live... Like, it seems very boring. There's a pool that no one's fucking used in this film yet. Like... The, the, I don't like, understand her like idea why she wanted to be there. And that pool seems to taunt everyone because like all the time when it is daytime and there is a shot inside that house, there is just the reflection of the rippling water yeah. on the walls. It's like that would drive me insane. I'd be like, 
fuck this. It's summer vacation. I'm getting in that pool. Yeah. Dad, get me a float from the fucking <laughs> supermarket you're always in when you're buying that tuna and ciggies. <laughs> I'm going to lounge by the pool and drink lemonade, you prick. Um, but he persuades her to stay and says to her, like, I'm a con man. I'm a matchstick man. I'm whatever you want to call I'm it. Like, I'm all the movie. Is that, like, that is, yeah, for many people. I'm a rebel, daddy. <laughs> I'm a rebel without a cause. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, again, he loves, he loves persuading. He's like, I'm a con man, but it's no good. Like, he's like, I'm a, oh, yeah, I'm bad. I'm but, bad. like, as soon as he says it, he's like, yeah, I'm a con man, baby. But, he, again, it seems flirty. It's, yeah. like, it's like that kind of, like... I'm 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 bad. I'm bad. You yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't want to be with me. Like I'm, I'm, me, I'm the guy you you got your parents war, 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 warned you about. Like. It's like why your mum left me, baby. And like when he's explaining why it's bad, his like um, explanation of like people. He's like sometimes you got to con old people, fat people, and people <laughs> who don't deserve it. Like like why? Like I don't know. Fat people why. deserve it apparently. Yeah, well, like and why? old people. Why do they like? Why? What would? What would? Someone being fat have anything to do with like a con? Like I don't know. Is is he trying to say like their lives are bad enough as it is without me stealing their money? Was the guy they eventually con fat? He's quite fat, a little pudgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look like, um, you look like he'd like ran a KFC. <laughs> you look like the Colonel. Mm. Um, and then she wants to learn a con, and her way of persuading oh. him round her. Is possibly the weirdest thing ever. Shit ever. I wrote what the hell in capital letters. Yeah, like she's like, you either tell me or I'm going to tell you about the like, pr- like all the sex shit, I all do. the sex I've done as a 14 year old. And then she's like, <laughs> oh, when like last year, so what's he doing? Is is he trying to shave? Yeah, like, like brush, brush his, his teeth. teeth. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, again, <laughs> just a fucking nerd going la la la. I'm listening, and she's like, she's like, oh yeah, and then and then this happened. And you're like. As a, as an audience member, it's like, well, this it's is... Like, I think I've seen one of these movies on a different website. <laughs> and, like, it's like, I don't, like, I don't, yeah. It ramped up that weird sexual yeah. tension between the two of them. He then teaches Angela a con. And the con they do is a, like, lottery ticket con, which, like, this one, they are, like, pretty good at explaining what is going on at first though because he goes i forgot to i didn't write rule one down but he wrote and then he <laughs> then he says rule two which is don't write anything down and then then he doesn't explain any more rules <laughs> of being a con man um he just like explains her the con and their con is to get a lottery ticket from like the twenty second, and then like scratch off one of the. I'm not. I'm. I, I'm a bit confused. I'm not sure if the American listeners might know if there's like a lottery every day, but like they scratch off where it says twenty two because obviously it must be the twenty second. Yeah. Have one number wrong, and then like um, go into a laundromat. Uh, Angela goes in, crumples up the ticket, throws it on the floor. A nice lady picks it up, finds out that there's like five of the six numbers are right. And then asks a nice gentleman reading the paper who turns out to be, who do you fucking believe? It's bloody right, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then uh, Angela and her are like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, we're one number off. And he's like, well, no, you can still win a bit with five numbers. Turns out they like could win $600. 
And then Andrew's like, oh, I've got to go home though. And then the poor lady is withdrawing $300 from her account to give to Angela. Yeah. And, so nice. Yeah. And Roy, like, his big lesson at the end is, the thing is, I want to teach you that cons are bad, <laughs> so go give the money back. <laughs> um, I think they should... They didn't show it. I w- wish they did. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some deleted scenes. <laughs> I'll have a little look. Um, and then he is back to the therapist. Like, this film's kind of punctuated with, like, trips, like, occasional checkups with the therapist. Kind of, like, I don't know, a bit of, like, where is... Roy's head at um, yeah and then he kind of like he very thinly veils the fact that he really enjoyed taking his daughter along for a con oh yeah basically he tells his uh, psychiatrist that he's an art stealer and yeah that they did an art dealing with his yeah. oh yeah he explains that being an art dealer is basically being a con man yeah yeah sometimes you've got to lie right, about yeah. the value of something yeah and then she got in on it and was like oh, she's really enjoying it as well there's a lot of like Seinfeld like excuses in this movie <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like um, what was the other one uh, uh, what was it called it was like an exchange what was the other guy's job exchange and uh I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, what, like the currency exchange thing? Yeah, he called it something. But, uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, listeners. I'm bad at this. No worries. Uh, and then they're planning the con at the airport of where they're going to do the old switcheroo of the money. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you've mentioned so far, it's kind of like all these like con man harebrained schemes just remind me of, like, Kramer and Newman when they always come up with these yeah. like, crazy schemes and it just, stuff. And they? it reminded me of Lost as well. I was just thinking <laughs> of Sawyer the whole time. Um, and uh, they're like planning what's going to happen, what's going to go down and they get everything locked in and then Roy's feeling good about himself. Goes back to the supermarket get some tuna, get some cigarettes and has a very awkward exchange with the cashier at the end. Is that the bit when he just, like, shakes her hand? Yeah, he's like... Yeah, he, like, comes back and shakes her hand. Yeah, he's like, oh, Catherine, is it? I'm Roy. Shakes her... Like... He, like, goes over, like, like hand first <laughs> from quite far away. Uh, as if she didn't think he was weird enough as it is with, like, the, the, the weird diet. And it's like, he's just always just creeping about in here. Like, she can see him, like through a shelf full of beans just staring at her while she's trying to stock her. Why would anyone be attracted to anyone who just bought Siggies and Tuna, though? Going back to that. Yeah. Like, even if... Okay, I I work there. Oh, this girl's beautiful, but she just... She's got a weird diet. It freaks me out. Or maybe yeah. looks on everything. <laughs> like, what are her poos going to be like? That's yeah. the question you want to be asking yourself. Bloody, um... like an ashtray in the sea. And then he is going for a date with his daughter. Oh, yeah, bowling. Bowling. And uh, I've actually just written down here, does he want to fuck her? Yeah. Because he's just like, ugh. I love um. I didn't understand this bit, but I loved when he said, this is something I learned in Taiwan. And then he bowls the ball and it just goes down the, like, the the guy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, was he meant, but I was like, was he meant to do that? Or did he, was he meant to get a strike? Like, I just, I didn't know. I don't, maybe it's like, um, 
Maybe his character, you know, like the subtext of his character is he's really racist in the sense of Taiwanese people are bad really at bad at bowling. Like, um, <laughs> that's what I got from it anyway. Um, like, after their date, well, he's got to leave early because Frank calls him up and is like, shit's going down. Now, we, need to pull, we need to pull the job early. Like, the Mark is going to leave. He's going to the Cayman Islands. He doesn't want... He wants to take the money with him. Oh, yeah, he gets a beep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pager. It's 2003. Like, How does it... surely he's got a mobile, or even a like, Motorola flip How phone. do they... Can you explain to me on the podcast how pagers worked? <laughs> yeah, so essentially, it's like a number. So what will happen is you will... Someone will essentially, like... Ring that number. Call, ring that number... And it will just come up on there. So it'll be like having a contacts list or like, I imagine like either a name. I'm not sure how advanced the pager was. A yeah. name or it will be just a number. Okay. And obviously back in the day, people used to remember a lot of numbers. So you'd see it and go, oh, oh, da, 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 da. oh that's James. Bloody hell, it looks cool. Like, okay. Yeah. So I just presumed it had a message on it. <laughs> Scrolling across. <laughs> well, they said it into the phone. <laughs> and it, yeah. Yeah. No, it just scrolls across. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, like, oh, I got white again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, there it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there you go. There's a uh, 90s technology section with Petrus <laughs> Bacillus. So, so the job's got to be moved forward and he's got to go straight to the safety deposit box and he's got to take Angela with him like he's like i've got no other option she can't get the bus home i I haven't got time to drop her home i guess she's coming to do the job with us he goes and gets his like money from the safety deposit box and signs all the money like at the same time oh yeah she comes in yeah an executor like on his account so like when he dies she can have the (coughs) the ill-gotten gains he's got in that safety deposit box. Um, Other than the f- like, the like pound pounds and stuff, it didn't have much in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how deep it went. Like, so I don't know. Like, um, and yeah, I'm not sure what what bill denominations they were. This is not only the only place he stores money. He also stores money in a big like, cookie jar, dog big thing. cookie jar dog in his house that like. When you unscrew the lid, just woofs. Yeah, and he also good. stores a gun in there. I thought I would like let listeners in on that because I think we both forgot to mention yeah, it yeah. earlier on. I, I remembered earlier and I was like, it's uh, gone. It's just gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's lost to the ether of time. Um, yeah, she finds it. Um, um, uh, what's the name, Amanda? <laughs> Angela. Angela, yeah, she's already found it. Yeah, yeah. She knows about it. So, um,. The daughter is now a part of their team. It is oceans free. Uh, <laughs> they go to the airport. The deal is going well. Everything oh yeah. Like also, sorry. Um, something else that we forgot was when they went originally to the airport to sort out the deal. He said he has to be looking at the bar. Um, the like the guy has to be looking at the bar. Or no, no. The no, guy he... has to. Yeah, he has. Roy has to be looking at the bar. And the mark has to be like yeah. facing away from the bar. Yeah, I thought it was because it's OCD, but we find out in a yeah, minute yeah, yeah. why. Um, so the like the way they do it is they have a briefcase that has the money in it, and they also have a briefcase that has fuck all in it. Yeah. Um, 
I thought it was very simple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Switcheroo. I think that's what the technical term for it is the old, the old switcheroo. The old one-two Why switcheroo. Why don't you put any weights in it or something? I don't know. Or like... Or Fake like money. A couple of real bills. Yeah. And then a load of paper with like a little drawing <laughs> of like a, a man's hands coming up going like that. So as you flick Sticking through it, it's like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> um, uh, maybe it did. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's why he was so angry. Though. Yeah, eventually. But a part of the con is that Angela, halfway through the deal going down, so they can do the one-two switcheroo, is she causes a scene at the bar, so the Mark will look round and like be like, what bloody hell, what the fuck's going on over there? So he's obviously distracted, and they can get away with it. Yeah. And Roy gets very flustered and says to... Um, Frank, walk him to the gate. Walk him like as far as you can in the airport. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And then makes his way for his car. And you think, we're out of the woods. Things are going fine. But are they, James? No, are they're not. things good? He turns up. He throws the suitcase at him. Also, though, before, can you take a suitcase full of money on a plane? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, well, isn't that suspicious? I'm thinking maybe when he got to security, they were like... Why have you just got a load of paper? With <laughs> <laughs> someone sticking their fingers off at you. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know, I'm not sure, but like he does, he tries everything. He does the classic like clinging onto the bonnet, and they're like trying to fuck off. Then oh, he, he calls her a little rat. Grabs, like a little rat. Her, grabs her hair and is holding on. And Roy is like, just like do up the window, and like let's get the fuck out of there. And then this is probably the most tense moment in the film yeah i loved it i wrote love the car park scene it's like they just i've never felt so tense just watching someone like trying to get through the barriers <laughs> yeah the, the lady is really lovely and chatty to people she's like hey darling here's your change like <laughs> yeah, giving the change to people and then he's like just take the fucking money let us get out so of i here. can't take a tip sir i can't <laughs> take a tip and he is like it's not a tip it's just it's a it's kindness it's or kindness. something like that. Um, and then, like, at the like the nick of time, he's just got there, sweaty and, like, fucking exhausted. The Mark is left there fucking cursing himself. Why are you And they have got the fuck out of there. And then... The next scene's my favourite scene yeah, in the whole film. Roy goes <laughs> to meet Frank and they argue about the job and they're talking about, like... Well, we haven't got any records, but what about the daughter? Yeah. She could fucking, like, rat us out, like, if they find out who she is. Yeah. And, um, yeah, all, all, all the while, she's in the car listening. She's playing music really yeah, yeah, loud. Yeah, it, I think it's the Beastie Boys, or, like, something that sounds remarkably close. Yeah, I thought she was just trying to bug him out. <laughs> like, I thought it would just do his head in. Um, and then they question Angela, and she says... Yeah, I I have actually been arrested. Yeah, she stole some gum or something. Yeah, but then like it gets really dark for a second because she's like, "I had a security guard groped her yeah, and all like, this yeah, shit." Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like the thing is, Roy looked like quite quite excited by that. He's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Every time what something like do? that happens, he just gets super nerdy again. <laughs> every time he has to be a dad, he goes there yeah, again, full screech. Um, and then he like breaks up with the daughter essentially after that he's like no something 
he gives when does he when does she give her the gift? when does she give him the gift well yeah they, they're like breaking up and like he says like don't ever call me again like yeah like, like it's, it's almost like this emotional like breakup and then just as she's leaving she says like she puts like a gift for roy <laughs> down on the uh, he just shouts what's that <laughs> and i feel the same i was thinking what is that yeah yeah even afterwards even after like a good lingering few seconds on it like you are still left with what, what the fuck is, is that, that present and it was an angel dog in an ashtray <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is that I don't like, he's like. I've never seen like an ashtray look like with a fucking toy in the middle of it. Yeah, that that's really like just in the logistics of an ashtray, that's really cumbersome because it's taking up much of the floor space you would want for the ash and the cigarette butt. So it's like, it's, and it kind of has no connection for the rest of the film. And it has no and, unless he like it's just he smokes. I'm trying to think what is the connection to. Los Angeles. All I can think is, is fucking, the city of angels. It's just a dog. With a but yeah, like, I don't know. Dogs are cute. Like, they could talk. They talk briefly. about dog. Like, but like. But it's like a chihuahua. Yeah. With a halo and wings. It's very it's bizarre. The, um, what's that chihuahua film? It's like Chihuahua in Hollywood or something. It looks like that. <laughs> Hotel Chihuahua. It, yeah, it's weird. Hollywood takeover. When do they say pissed blood? Because I've got that written in Oh, like, that capitals. is the next scene. Okay, um, not bad. Roy is having a meltdown because he has no pills left. Uh, he's back in, oh, his, yeah! back in his apartment and he's going fucking crazy. He's rooting through the bin looking for everything just to fucking get but, like, his little fix. Like, surely he knew he was running out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like got a pack. Like, comes in like a yeah, like comes a in a pack. pack or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then like he finds like an empty like sachet for one of them, and like goes to a pharmacy. And this scene, I have seen this very like brief clip. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it's in a it's in a video like mentioned a hundred times on this podcast called Nicolas Cage Loses His Shit. Okay, yeah, I know that one. Um, and yeah, he he butts in at the front of the line and a guy says to him, have you ever, like, do, do you know what a line is? Yeah, have you ever heard of a line? And Roy replies with... Have you ever pissed blood? <laughs> is <laughs> well, that it? No, it's, have you ever been dragged out into the street oh, yeah. beating the shit out of until you... Pissed blood. <laughs> My favorite bit was when they, re- when he finally gets served, and they refuse to, and he says, "Bullshit, mon." <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 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 he says, faster. "Mon, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bullshit, mon." And like the guy, oh yeah, and this is—he's like twitching out, and he's definitely got Tourette's at this yeah, point. Yeah, as yeah, well. he's, he's going mental, and like they say to him, like, y- "You've literally got supplements," and like. The, yeah, sold that's, on that's, that's a twist, day. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> what if they're for menopause, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Menopause soy supplements. Yeah. And, like, he finds out that, yeah, his ther- he goes straight to his therapist and he's like, why the fuck have you been giving But also, these? the big clue is they look fucking well different to the ones he had before anyway. They were, like, bright pink. Yeah, they yeah. look, like, they look so toxic and these were, like, round blue pills. Um, And his, like, therapist was like, well, obviously you don't need the pills. Like you're, 
you're you're fine to a degree like I've cured you with your, your daughter your, what is it? your neurosis is very like very minor um, yeah he kind of made him sound like a fucking dickhead yeah, like yeah, yeah. actually the thing you're dealing with is fucking bullshit and he's like twitching out and going fucking mental <laughs> so it's very mean um and like he confesses to the therapist that he's a con man or the con man pretty much like catch it like oh, the, he does it pretty well catches actually. him out because he's like you see that footstool that's an antique. Like, um, <laughs> you fucking I've, idiot. I've had IT guys like say to me, oh, what a nice piece that is. It looked like a piece of shit. Yeah, it just was a first... Oh, yeah, because like at the, on the first session, he asked us if he could put his, like, if he could put his feet up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so he confesses to him like, oh, I'm a grifter. Like, all this stuff I do, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bad man. And... Um, then he goes straight, like, I'm not sure, he's back, he's like, calm down, and he goes to see Angelo and talks about, like, that's it, I'm like, I'm getting out of the game, But also go for joint custody. When he was, like, splitting up with her, he was, earlier, he said he was leaving town, yeah, which yeah. I believed, I was like, oh, he's gonna leave town, and I just, right, that was the most pathetic lie. <laughs> well, the thing is, when so he, like, pathetic. split up with her, like, I was like, oh, this has got to be the end. Yeah. No, not the end. And then I was like, oh, maybe when he, like, it's going to get custody. Maybe this is the end. Oh, yeah, we we were both talking about how this film should have ended at this point. It's it's the fucking Lord of the Rings of, like, of con films. It's just fucking like, oh, no, 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 no. It's like like, it ramps down and then just ramps back up. Like, I, I felt like I was on, like, a... A, a really bad roller coaster. It was a really bad Coen Brothers ripoff. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It still felt like a Coen Brothers film. Um, like a bad one. He tells Frank that he's out, and Frank <laughs> says to him, like, one of these days, I'm going to get you drunk. And <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was amazing, because then it cut to a scene where he's got this big punch bowl, and I didn't see his, like, daughter to the left of him, so I just assumed, oh, cool, he's got drunk. Because yeah, he, he looked at it like... Um, like Dougie from Twin Peaks, he kind of just looked like it was so alien. I was like, "Cool drunk scene, that's gonna be fun." But no, he's just getting pissed with his daughter. The big, the big night out. Um, yeah, date three. <laughs> and then they go out. Like they, when they get home, you see in the darkened room, Frank is there. He's battered. He's beaten, and the Mark has caught up with them and has figured out who they are because the daughter was caught on CCTV. Not in the lounge because there wasn't any cameras. But that little room, Welly Cell, Ashtray, dog ashtrays, even. <laughs> little ashtrays angel for dog dogs. ashtrays. Uh, and like. The shop. That is. <laughs> the, the airport shop. shop yeah. The gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is the thing that has brought them down. And um, like, he's like, I want fucking money. And he's like, well, I've got. $4,000, and he sends Angela to get the money from the dog, uh, and she comes back. Oh, in. but he, <laughs> when she goes to get it, fucking Roy uh, goes mental, it's like, run! <laughs> like, so perfect, again. Like, so what? Just say, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't shout it. She, By the way, she's going to fucking run. She she was stood next to him as well. There could have been... She like could have some, gone through the door. Yeah. Like, there could have been some eye movement or, like, a whisper or something. But she comes back with a gun and, like, Roy's like, don't shoot him. And Frank is like, 
shoot this prick fucking shoot him yeah I, I love that bit <laughs> he's like no shoot her <laughs> no shoot him even and um, she goes through it shoots the mark he died it. so slow yeah he like kind of falls <gasps> back over this table collapses onto the floor also he's got a fucking gun in his hand yeah. if, you, if you're gonna die go down like blaze take it take someone out yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah shoot the fucking gun in the face you shot you like <laughs> what's the point and then they have a plan to get out of town and, like, um, take like take Angela out of it. It was so cliche. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah, to the motel. If I'm not back, drive as far as you can. Drive south. <laughs> drive for the border. Um, <laughs> and then when Roy gets back in, the mark is not dead and batters Roy over the fucking head. Yeah. And this is where the, like... This, for me, I was like, oh, maybe this is the end, that's it. Like, next no, scene, he woke whoop. up again. He wakes up. Where is he? He's in, like, Handcuffed. Handcuffed, in this very surreal-looking, like... Yeah, the lights keep going... Doof, 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 <laughs> like, slowly, like, turning on and off, and yeah. And he's in this, um, like, ho- hospital bed, and he's been interrogated, or is he being interrogated by his police? I was like... Is this in his head? Is this yeah, what the big reveal is that like... Because also it's gone back to when he he hasn't obviously taken his medication. So it's gone to that really surreal like cutting, like weird fuzzy, can't really hear yeah. what they're saying sort of like most of the time. And then like he's like, oh yeah, bring the like, I need to see my therapist. And then I was like, I thought, oh, the twist is going to be that the therapist never existed. Yeah. And um he gets the therapist in and gives him a plan for Angela and says, like, here's my numbers for my safety deposit box. She is like an executor for it. Let her go take the money. Very like, quietly as yeah, well. Yeah, covering his mouth. Because they've been two, filmed. Two cops outside have a none the wiser to what is going on. Until... And then the next day he wakes up in the quote-unquote hospital. With some fucking crazy hat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it's like a kind of like condom. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like he had brain surgery recently or something. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe he'd been like lobotomized. <laughs> yeah. He's just going to take a really... He looked surreal, like it. Yeah, yeah, it's a real like, I don't know, weird, weird twist, like kind of like a clockwork orange-esque like surreal ending to it. Um, And then it turns out... kind of like, did. He's not in a hospital. He's in like a storage unit. Yeah. On top of a roof of a car park. Where was this film even based as well? LA, I think. I think it's LA. Like, Because it's the first time that we've seen like skyscrapers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, this, like the way it was shot even, just reminded me of like Vanilla Sky or something. Yeah. Or like... He's been in this room the entire time. 28 days later. Cause yeah. He's there, like, a, yeah, I thought yeah. like maybe it's the end of the world because it like... Because, obviously, he's still not taking his medication, so it was a bit like... <sighs> like, that's what the scene was like. It was going black and then out, yeah. and it was really, sl- like, fuzzy. And then he opens the door, and then... Yeah, because he's, like, ask. Yeah, he's not in handcuffs anymore. No, no, no. I thought maybe the police were dead. But, yeah, and also he's got that fucking... It's got his clothes with uh, his name written terribly on a bit of paper, which just says Roy. Boys, yeah, and we get a, like... We obviously get a voiceover of the note being read out, and it is in Frank's voice. Yeah. And he said, if you ever had the chance, if you told me, like, as your apprentice, if I ever had the chance to do a big job, 
to take it. And this is when we start to piece things together that the long con of the whole thing is uh, Frank was conning Roy. Yeah. And that the, like, the therapist did not exist when we realised that when Roy rushes to his office, it is nothing but derelict, empty space. Yeah. And then Roy makes his way to Angela's mother's house, his ex-wife. We haven't seen the entire film. We haven't, yeah. But I feel like that is for a reason, because when he speaks to her and says, what about the baby? And he's like, well, I had a baby, but I, like, I lost it. Like, it died. Ne- yeah, never had, a, never had a kid. Yeah. And it's like, fuck. This, like, I was like, shit. She looks like, so, also, she looks so similar to the checkout girl. <laughs> yeah, 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 the yeah, type. Yeah. She's got a type. Because I even asked you, was like, is that the checkout girl? Yeah, yeah. He's just going to her. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? This was the twist that was like, fuck. Like, it's like. It saved the film momentarily. Yeah, I did not expect it. Yeah, and I felt like. I felt like I was constantly waiting for something, though. I thought, like, either the. I'll let the twist like finish off actually I feel like though it could have ended there yeah um, but also yeah we found out like obviously it wasn't his daughter the whole time yeah just everything just like literally the whole events of this film have just kind of been a ruse just to steal all of Roy's money and then we get like a very lazy like cliche with a one year later and Roy is now a kind of, I don't know, like, beaten down carpet salesman in some low rent, like... I I kind of thought it was a happy ending. Yeah? Because he loves carpets. <laughs> he yeah. loves carpets oh, and yeah. he loves sales. So, like... But well, also... He, he reminded me of, like, um, you know, is his name Gil from um, uh, oh. The Simpsons? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, Maybe, I don't know. Just I like, a kind of down. like, just like, oh, I'll do you a deal. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of like, look like a bit of a schmuck. Like, yeah. Um, but then, it was weird when that guy came in, because she said it was like a live, like, his boss rang him. He said, oh, there's a live one. And he was just like this, like, sort of like haggard looking dude walking around a shop. And I don't know, I still felt like I had no idea where this film was going yeah, still. Yeah. And I just assumed he was like a zombie or something. And then the guy was like, oh, my, my girlfriend will know more about the sizes of the room we need the carpet for. Yeah. And over walks Angela, um, who like, was a, this was a very confusing she, moment for me. Cause I was like, it was definitely one year later, because <laughs> she looked so different. Yeah, well, I was like, she's dressed like rather like provocatively. And I was like... For carpet shopping. For carpet shopping and for a fifteen-year-old, like I'm not. I'm, I I'm thought not, she just wasn't fifteen. I thought this meant that she was just like older the whole time. Well, yeah, obviously we like that is something. Yeah, she she confesses to Roy that is the case. But I was yeah. like, we're supposed to still believe that she could be like. Do you know what I mean? They haven't said. Oh anything. yeah, they haven't said anything. Yeah, yet. haven't said anything. And I was like, not. I'm not one to say how women should dress, but I was like sexualizing 15 year olds in films yeah is a little weird um, <laughs> um but she gets her boyfriend to look in the car and there's this kind of just a weird exchange of them like um re- she reveals that she's older and that like she got screwed over in the job and like um like she asks him do you want to know my name and he says like 
I already know it. Yeah, this bit was this bit like ruined the whole film for me. Yeah. Like because she's not your daughter, and why are you like flirting with the idea that you're still like daughter and father? Like it was so surreal. Like ah, uh, yeah. wasn't that like a great time when I was fucking you over the entire <laughs> time when everything was fake? Like well, I, I don't understand. I think this moment though, when she like when she reveals that she is older, and obviously like the confirmation that it's not his daughter kind of like justifies like like makes all that weird sexual tension that was like bubbling bubbling over the whole time maybe okay yeah i guess so and also um they say they get, they they need a carpet for their dog and they wanted like he knew he he felt like he knew what dog it was and then he got the breed wrong yeah but like when they say like no it's a german shepherd he's like that was going to be my second <laughs> And also, he says, the carpet's this way, we call it AstroTurf. <laughs> what, like... Fake grass. Fake grass and sand. <laughs> like, what? Um, <laughs> and then he sells them the most fucking horrible... Yeah, leopard print, leopard baby. print <laughs> carpet. And maybe Roy has got an element of closure. Um, she weirdly calls him dad yeah. as well when she leaves... And she looks really happy. And she, like, f- like frantically waves at him from the back of the car like a child. Yeah, and then we get to see Roy living his life. Oh, no, he goes... Yeah, he goes to the supermarket, right? Yeah. He goes to the supermarket. The cashier is not there. Just some dude. And he's, like, shocked. <laughs> Oddly, considering what happens next. He returns home to the cashier... Who I guess is pregnant because yeah. the last shot of he the winks film at the belly is him with his head against the belly, just looking a bit like. And Frank's not just playing a gun and they're cooking. I fucking love that, Frank. And that is that is it. So James, again, I will ask you again: Did you enjoy this film? Now we've dissected it. It was a roller coaster. Yeah. Um. It was like really boring in places though. Like yeah. some, it really dragged. And I was just like, when's it going to, like, I don't understand the plot of this film. It feels like a bad Coen Brothers film. Well, I feel I feel like what it is, is there's the conflicting elements between And them. also, can we talk about the twist more? Like yeah, the yeah, main bit, like, so, was the Mark, they were conning the first time, the second time round, their second con, whatever. The, the only con they really the do. Con, the yeah, long the big con. One. Was he involved in it as well? I think he must be. He so, must like, what's been... the point of him nearly, like, he got shot? <laughs> like, probably Frank's... Really low, actually. Frank's logic probably was to it that if he does get killed, if, if like, that's more money for him. Like, yeah. But so he must like... have been involved. He must have got a cut. Yeah, definitely. Same with the policeman. Same with the therapist. Yeah, that is the thing. They're like... This went from and it was 40 grand as well. 80. 80. Yeah, Still, but, yeah, that's a lot of people on the job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's like a... They don't want that much money ever. Yeah, as as a deal, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. have been one... If someone said... If this guy was doing it for like... A million pounds, I'd have been like, okay. <laughs> like, it didn't have to be like a realistic amount. I'd just been like, whatever, it's a film. I don't really give a shit yeah, yeah, how yeah. much money. But like, it seems so low for all this work. And that is the thing, like... Between two people, like forty grand each, like that is that is a year. Like that is like. So there's Frank, the fake daughter, the guy who jumps on a bonnet, 
gets beaten the shit out of quite a bit. Gets shot. Gets shot. Uh, the therapist. The, t- the therapist. The two police officers. That's six people on the job. Yeah, that's uh, what's that? It's not even. It's not even twenty. It's not even twenty thousand each. That's that's like that's like like minimum wage. Actually, where's the, oh? We don't have. No, wait a minute. Because the eighty thousands. How much? Yeah, we don't know how much is in his. It's not the eighty thousand at all. It's whatever's in his bank account in the storage safe, right? Oh, it's the eighty thousand. Yeah, I guess. But like, it seemed like he didn't have much money anyway. He had four thousand at home. Like if I don't think it could have been that much more, maybe because he said he had four thousand and a dog, and then if they were doing a long con for eighty thousand, he Nicholas Cage can't be doing that well, so he must not have much money in his storage. Yeah, yeah. well, no, it, it kind of it did say earlier that like he was like, I know you're like uh, Frank said to him, I know you're good for the money, but I've got bills to pay. Okay, so I think like. Roy just kind of did it for the love of it. I feel I like, guess. yeah, it's not worth it, though. Yeah, yeah, the maths does not add up. Um, so, how do, like, as every week, obviously, we don't know, I knew nothing about this film going in, and, like, I knew nothing about scores online, like... Yeah. So, I've got three scores in front of me, and today they're going to be from Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Roger Ebert, um, and I will lay them upon you now. Cool. And let's see if they match, kind of, yeah. our, our rough guesses of the film. And that is 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is, like, a relatively high score. Yeah. Um, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Really? Yeah. I think it's the twist. <laughs> it's the twist. People and... love a bloody twist. Yeah, they, they do love the twist. Unless like you get M Night Shyamalan levels, like fucking like, oh, it's the modern day the whole time. <laughs> like, and I'm not going to tell you which M Night Shyamalan film is. <laughs> Figure that one out for yourself, guys. Uh, um, and then Roger Ebert, uh, the late great like film critic, yeah, gave this film four out of four. Oh, really? Fucking hundred percent, like. I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like when this, did this film two thousand and three? Two thousand and three. I genuinely feel like the scoring on that is probably giving allowances for Ridley Scott. I think yeah, it's that and the twist. The twist and like I don't know because Nicolas Cage plays someone with some level of like. But that goes away. Like it's goes not even, away it, and, it, and it's not even part of the storyline at the end. Well, I guess like. Actually, I think I wrote it down. I feel like the whole uh, long con on him cured him. That was nice. Well, yeah, I feel like maybe like the fact that he had that stress of always like looking over but his, his life was well easy before. Like the, before the long con, he was like just ripping off people for seven hundred quid. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I just like I, I never got why someone with that level of like anxieties and like um ocd and t- like do you know what I mean i think why why have such a high pressure job like why didn't he just like when he was buying all that tuna and ciggies just go oh, maybe this isn't good got, for me maybe you've got a bit less oh, no i've seen you've got a little uh, advert in the window uh vacancy <laughs> uh, 
cash in. Yeah, that'd be fantastic from OCD. Why doesn't he... Like, also, like, the twist was that he didn't have a daughter or a son, whatever. Yeah, he was... Yeah, yeah. He could have... He just got a taxi to his ex-wife's house, or ex-girlfriend's house. I feel like he would have found... Like, if he... He could have found out that shit a lot easier. He could have... Considering how... That was, like, 15 years ago. And he, it, she was just a taxi right away. Yeah. I don't think that makes sense either. No, it, it, a, lot of, a lot of the, again. I do. I feel like this film has been given a lot of allowances by people. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll read deeper into why people are so stupid. I just went. Oh, this film's fucking great. Um, Maybe two thousand. What films? Off the top of your head, came out in two thousand and three. Uh, 2000... Off the top of my head, come on, James. <laughs> 2012, maybe that film came out. Butterfly Effect. Some bad films, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it was a bum year for cinema. Yeah. Um, but, no one had yeah. never seen a twist before. That No, Sixth Sense must have come out before. People would have bloody been... <laughs> maybe it might have been too... Maybe Sixth Sense came out and everyone's like, fucking love these twists. Love the, yeah, yeah. Ridley Scott got his best guys on the job. Like, Write me a bloody twist. I want a twist. <laughs> have you seen that Sixth, Sixth Sense film? Come yeah. on. You won't believe the bloody end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, that is it for Matchstick Men. And as always, I have been Petrus Patsilovus. I've been James Hunt. We've been caged in. You've been conned. (laughs) Bye. Bye. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Droop Town Limery Main, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.